It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The pressure is on Daniel Jones and the Giants tonight. Do the Tampa Bay Bucks have any questions to answer heading into week two? Plus, is it time for Justin Fields in Chicago? I think I can answer that one, but I don't want to spoil it. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. In a season where the pressure is on for the New York Giants to make the playoffs, starting 0-2 would raise a lot of questions about the futures of guys like Daniel Jones, maybe even Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge considering the amount of speculation that will result from a slow start and the hole it could dig the Giants in terms of trying to make the playoffs. They faced the Washington football team on Thursday, trying to get their first win as well. Joining me now from Locked On Giants, Patricia Trena. And, and as we look at what happened in week one, the Giants lose at home, but now they're going up against a Washington team with a backup quarterback, What's the biggest thing that needs to change for them to get their first week win of the season? First off, they've got to get off the field when they're on defense. I mean, they could not get off the field. I mean, third down, fourth down, it didn't matter. They just could not get off the field. And a big problem with that is they they surprisingly mixed in a lot of zone coverage with, with man. We thought we would see more man coverage, and that brought up the point of, okay, was a Dory Jackson's ankle – you know, 100%. Why did they go to more zone coverage? But there were huge, huge gaps in the middle of the field, and the Broncos just kept burning them in the middle of the field, and they just couldn't get off it. And then when they did get off of it, um, the drives on offense lacked imagination. There were some mistakes, and just just overall, it looked like a preseason game, you know, which is what head coach Joe Judge actually warned us it might look like. But still, you don't want to believe that when, you know, the regular season starts. So the Giants are also working in a lot of new pieces from Kenny Galladay to Saquon Barkley, who's not a new piece to the Giants, but was hurt last season and is still working his way back from injury. Offensively, the, the pass blocking looked to be better to start the season, but Daniel Jones unfortunately, still look like Daniel Jones. How can they get that side of the ball tightened up a little bit here? They have got to drill it into Daniel Jones that, hey, it's okay to live to see another down. I don't know why he doesn't get this through his head. It's almost like, you know, it it kind of reminds me a little bit of Saquon. It's like all or nothing sometimes with Saquon when he was healthy. And with Daniel, it seems to be the same thing. And, you know, Joe Judge said something on Monday that kind of caught my attention. He hmm. said that Daniel doesn't like to be treated with kid gloves. He he, you know, he's a tough kid. He doesn't want to be treated specially. Okay, great. But there's a difference, I think, between being tough and being smart. And right now he's not doing the latter. <laughs> and he needs to be doing the latter. You know, if you want to be tough, win games. Don't sit there and try to be a hero by, you know, trying to cash in all your chips on on a second down and then, oh, guess what? Now you've lost the ball. 
So that's a big problem with him. And until he learns that, and the other thing that bothers me, Peter, is Joe Judge doesn't call him out on it. I mm. get it. The judge doesn't want to, you know, he, he wants to protect the program, protect the players and say what he has to say behind closed door. But sometimes you got to give these players a little nudge in the tush, if you will, to get their attention and say, hey, look, this is not going to be tolerated. I mean, not to compare Judge to Tom Coughlin, but Coughlin used to always do that. If a, if a player had a fumbling problem, Coughlin flat out said, this is not acceptable. If a cornerback misses a play or a running back fumbles, Judge pulls him out of the game. So why is Daniel being treated with specially? I mean, I don't get it. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, what are some big questions heading into week two in the NFL? Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the car parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Former Olympic gymnasts Simone Biles and Allie Raceman were among those to tell the Senate Judiciary Committee on Wednesday morning that current and former FBI agents should be held accountable for badly mishandling the Bureau's investigation into Larry Nasser, the disgraced former doctor for Team USA. Raceman told the senators it took over 14 months for FBI agents to contact her after her initial report of Nasser's sexual assault to USA Gymnastics in June 2015. While the initial report provided to the FBI languished, Nasser continued to see patients for more than a year. Dozens of young women and girls say they were sexually assaulted by Nasser during that time period. According to a recent report published by the Department of Justice's Inspector General, agents mishandled evidence and later made false statements to investigators about the mistakes they made. Cowboys defensive end Demarcus Lawrence suffered a broken foot in Wednesday's practice that will force him to miss six to eight weeks. Dallas could also be without its second best pass rusher Randy Gregory on Sunday against the Los Angeles Chargers. And as for Gregory, coach Mike McCarthy did not sound hopeful before practice about him passing COVID-19 protocols in time to play against L.A. Brewer star Christian Yelich is purchasing 10,000 tickets to an upcoming home game and giving them away for free, the team announced Wednesday. Yelich is buying the tickets in appreciation of the fans for next week's four-game series against the second-place Cardinals. The fans are a big part of what we have accomplished this season, Yelich said in a statement. We want American Family Field to be rocking for the last homestand, and we want to give back in a way that shows how much we all appreciate the enthusiasm and support of the best fans in baseball. The first place Brewers have a large lead in the NL Central and could clinch the division this weekend or during the series against the Cardinals, which starts Monday night. No word if Yelich is also bringing the brats and the beer. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag. If you're already over week one, and I am, 
Here are some lines for week two. Ryan Fitzpatrick injury didn't move the line much for Washington. They were four-point favorites before against the New York Giants. Now they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. The Texans made the Jaguars look bad in week one, but they are now 12-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Browns, who let a win slip away against the Chiefs. And the Lions almost came back to beat the 49ers in week one. Plus, the 49ers lost Raheem Mostert in the process, but they are three-point favorites against the Eagles, who beat the crap out of the Falcons in week one. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. We heard about the pressure that was on the Giants this week not to fall to 0-2, but they are facing an 0-1 Washington football team. So what's the biggest question facing them? Hey everybody, I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Locked on Washington football team podcast along with David Harrison. We're covering everything Washington football. My big question going into week two, I'm going to stay away from the obvious, which is can Taylor Heineke adequately replace Ryan Fitzpatrick? I think most Washington football fans strongly believe he can with his mobility and a little bit of a Houdini act every now and then. Uh, Listen, they love Heineke. He gave them a jolt of electricity on Sunday when their offense was among the dead uh, and certainly didn't play poorly in any stretch. Is he great long-term? I don't know the answer. He's never played long-term. He's never been able to stay healthy long-term, but we'll find out quickly whether he can stay healthy and be good. Kyle Allen will be his backup at least for now, and then we'll see where we go from there. But my big question overall is not the quarterback situation, even though that's obviously important. It's can this defense be good Never mind can it be very good or great or dominant, which so many people predicted it to be during the offseason and during training camp, which I never really believed in. I thought they would be better than they were last year, but I didn't think they were that good last year. They played nobody, and they got run on, and they gave up a lot of big, explosive plays. They weren't that good last year. This defense had a lot of improving to do. And if Sunday's any indication, well, We're in for a big-time disappointment, especially against the gauntlet of great quarterbacks and great offenses ahead. The Pittsburgh Steelers got a win over the Bills in Week 1, but it wasn't all pretty. Locked on Steelers host Christopher Carter has the biggest question for Pittsburgh heading into Week 2. The Pittsburgh Steelers may be 1-0, but there's still a few questions that you want to ask. Number one on a lot of fans' minds is what's happening with the offensive line. Now, we knew this offensive line was going to be a big question mark going into the season. Two rookies and Dan Moore Jr. and Kendrick Green are starting on it. Kevin Dotson, second-year player. Trey Turner, a free agent brought in this year. And Chakuma Kaur for a player that people were hoping to see more out of at this point in his career. But one thing's for sure. This group is athletic and can bully opponents. At different points in time in their win over the Buffalo Bills, you could see Each individual lineman have their moment where they are able to bully guys off the line. Kendrick Green moving several yards downfield to get his guy. Dan Moore Jr. winning battles. Kevin Dotson winning battles. Trey Turner flattening people in space. But it's going to be about can this offensive line gel. And I don't think that's going to be something that you see right away this season. But as they get ready to take on the Raiders, Steelers fans, what you want to be looking for is if this offensive line can come together and figure out some ways to help their offense and maybe build some continuity for the run game and keep protecting Ben Roethlisberger as he continues what may be his last season in the NFL. 
The Super Bowl champion Bucks opened the season with a thrilling win over the Cowboys. May or may not have had the help of a, a dubious uh, offensive pass interference non-call. In week two, they faced the Falcons, who got embarrassed in week one. Do they have any questions that need answering? James Yarko here from the Locked On Bucks podcast. And the biggest question surrounding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week two as they take on the Atlanta Falcons is the secondary. We saw in week one, they were without starting safety, Jordan Whitehead. Then they lose starting corner, Sean Murphy bunting. This was the secondary that gave up over 400 passing yards to Dak Prescott, who was coming back from an injury. So they need to shore up that position going up against Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, and the rookie Kyle Pitts. The Atlanta Falcons have the talent to be a high-octane offense, but are they grasping their new offensive system very quickly? We'll have to wait and see, but the Buccaneers missing two key pieces in the secondary is a big obstacle to overcome this week. Coming up, is it time for Justin Fields in Chicago? Our cue of the day is next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, makers of the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's something that I have all the time. All the time, I have it in the morning sometimes as a breakfast replacement. If I don't have time, I have a toddler. I don't always have time to make myself food. I have it in the afternoon sometimes when I didn't have time to have very much for lunch. We are all busy and we all still want to have something that tastes delicious and is good for us. And that's the great thing about Built Bar. Not only do they taste great, they're high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in Sugar. Right now, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off on your order at Built.com. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. It was about as predictable as week one storylines get. The Chicago Bears would go to L.A. and face a vaunted Rams defense that would tear Andy Dalton apart. Ultimately, L.A. beats down the Bears 34-14. Andy Dalton struggles just to get to 200 yards passing, and the calls in Chicago are starting to get louder, as if they weren't already loud enough for Justin Fields to be in the starting lineup. Joining me now from Locked on Bears, Lauren Cox. And Lauren, I, I guess the question now is the same as it was a week ago. Why not go to Justin Fields now? You would think, you know, now you've seen one game of evidence, you've seen sort of this is exactly the same Andy Dalton that we saw in Cincinnati and Dallas the previous year that Justin Fields got on the field and completed a couple passes, ran a couple of read options, seems to be full speed, speed ahead from his perspective. We don't have a good answer as to why not. We're still looking for one. And it's to the point now where like we heard from offensive coordinator Bill Lazor on Wednesday, and he kind of said, yeah, 
Justin Fields looks ready to me. He looks like he's ready to go whenever whenever Matt Nagy's wants to make that change. And it's just it's kind of like oh, no. everyone's looking at the head coach like, <laughs> when are we going to do it, coach? And it's like, well, you know, we we still want to see you know, and because Andy maybe hasn't had a, a full fair shot to really get you know, one game is is one game, and week one crazy things happen. Week one, I get it, but like we we know what Andy Dalton is at this point. I think. Okay, the Justin Fields thing we know is not going to it's it's just not going to change. I mean, I think we have to for the, in the short run accept it's not going to change. And the reasons are going to be because Matt Nagy says so uh, for now. But defensively, this was supposed to be a very good team and they and they changed defensive coordinators. It's it's Sean Desai and, and you're supposed to be going back to the Vic Fangio schemes here. But they get lit up by the Rams. They give up two monster big plays in the passing game to Matt Stafford, which is an element that he was supposed to bring to L.A., but that was not supposed to be how this Bears defense looked. How do they get that righted? Yeah, and this actually does tie back to the Andy Dalton thing, too, is Matt Nagy's like, Dalton played fine, our defense didn't, and that's why you keep Dalton in there moving forward. But defensively, I mean, there's oh, no. a couple of... I, I know, right? I mean, that's a whole podcast about that. But so there were a couple of like true busted coverage, big, easy touchdowns for Stafford that, yes, are indicative of poor defense in, in those moments, but you, you would think that you know, a 10 year pro in Tashawn Gibson at safety and a, a former pro bowler in Eddie Jackson at both your safety spots aren't going to mess up that obviously bad every week. Right. So you can sort of turn it down a little bit from those two. There's still some very real questions at some of the other cornerback spots and even linebacker opposite Roquan Smith is, is vulnerable. And you know, the pass rush still needs to be better, but I think that's where you start to sort of build this up is like, okay, your safeties will stabilize because they're veterans. They've done this before. Your cornerbacks are young and inexperienced. And as they get, more experience, presumably there's less, less that's going to surprise them, less that's going to be brand new to catch them off guard schematically. And then in theory, you'd like to think that the pass rush is going to kind of get into a rhythm here when you have Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman and Robert Quinn and all the different, all the amount of money that they're pouring in that front seven, mm -hmm. there, there needs to be production there. That's how it starts to come together piece by piece. But it's a lot of things all kind of going wrong at the same time. And, and that's how you get the results that you do against the Rams. And finally, the Milwaukee Bucks have named Lisa Byington as the team's new television play-by-play -play announcer on Bally Sports Wisconsin, making her the first woman to handle full-time TV play-by-play -play duties for a major men's professional sports team. Byington replaces longtime Bucks announcer Jim Paschke, who retired following the 2021 season after serving as the team's television play-by-play -play announcer for the previous 35 years. In a statement, Byington said she is absolutely thrilled at the opportunity to, quote, work with a first-class franchise and a championship organization like the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, everyone in these positions has to say a championship organization, but the Bucks are, in fact, champions. In fact, they are 2021 champions. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Friday, Football Friday predictions to get you ready for college and NFL. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.